Welcome to the Inspired Teacher's Guide Podcast. We are Kim Wilkins and Laura Woldridge, just two teachers trying to podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Our goal is to help you by discussing a variety of topics that will help you as a whole, in the same way we want to focus on the whole child. On this podcast, we will be talking in and outside the classroom. Hello, everybody. We hope you're having a great start to your day. The structure of the podcast will go like this. We're going to do some introductions. We will touch on last week's content about setting up that classroom. We'll have new content focused on organization and our myth buster, our, our used to know, but now uh, for today, we'll be focused on that old saying that you've probably heard, you can't smile until December. So, all right, everybody, I want you to get excited. We have our first um, Inspired Teacher's Guide podcast guest. So we're going to do a little drum roll. Ah, Our first podcast guest is Seabree Bird. We learn best from people in the trenches. We have many plans to interview many different people. Um, They can help us provide us with inspiration and ideas. And we're starting off with Seabree. So Seabree, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Seabree is my favorite organization friend. So organization friend. I didn't know that this was that you were the organization guru. Mm, I would have called on you a long time ago. Well, Seabree, uh, so Kim and I have both worked with Seabree. Um, Seabree and I worked together for about eight years living in the transformation room. And um, she's helped me, even after we left our positions, uh, she's helped me in some college projects. And we also review Christmas lists. Oh, absolutely. For you. Yes. Um, so we discuss what should be on our Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Actually, really, see, we're helping and products and like what are new things that we like? What are we using? The goods, the, the pros, the cons, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So maybe we should do an episode about hair care, skin care, cleaning products because yeah. right on the street, Seabree has a new broom, a new rubber broom. <laughs> <laughs> and how's that going for you? Uh, obsessed with it. <laughs> Holy moly. Yesterday it came in and I, it's the best thing ever. I rubber broomed everything. You can use it on your rugs, um, especially like on the corners where maybe the vacuum cleaner doesn't pick it up, mm-hmm. pick up the dirt so well. Oh, super. You have to I'll send, send you pictures. Yeah. Pictures and the link. Mm-hmm. Need the link yes. And if you have dogs, I have another, um, it's perfect for that. Yes, I got um, commentary on the dog tool. So we'll have Seabree send us links to both of those tools and we'll put them in the show notes. So Seabree, uh, share a little bit about who you are besides organization and product queen and um, your teaching experience. Well, let's see. Um, my name's Seabree Bird, as y'all know. Oh. Um, a- okay. I have three kids. I have, um, I've been an educator for 23 years and I'm not near that close to retiring, um, (laughs) at all. Um, I have worked in the classroom. I have coached, um, I've taught junior high and high school. Um, 
I've experimented with um, student-led conferences and helped get that off the ground at several schools. Um, this past year, I was the prom sponsor at the high school, and that was very fun and um, right up my alley. And I was able to incorporate it into my curriculum, which was beautiful. Um, and that's about it. That's what I do. Work in the yard. That's me. <laughs> well, those are all great things. So we're thankful that you've been willing to spend time with us. If you remember guys at the beginning of the podcast, it says we're just two teachers trying to podcast and boy, have we ever lived that mission this morning. So we're trying to learn all the things at once. It's like flying the plane while you're building. It. Yeah. But it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. has been flexible with yeah. us. So. so we talked about how we wanted to review what we did last time. Mm-hmm. Last time our focus and last episode was setting up the classroom. So let's think about what we talked about in that episode. Well, I think one of the most important things we need to remember is that it our spaces should be very purposeful. We've got to be very intentional uh, about where things are, the direction to even the, how things are placed. Like it really takes intention. Yes. And where things are on the wall. Mm-hmm. If, if it's just up there and it's not being used, then it's cluttered. Right. So it needs to go. But yeah, so are, is it accessible to kids? Can they refer to it? Is it purposeful? Is it purposeful? Is it current? Absolutely. Gosh. Is it current? Right. Yes. And so remember your walls, they may not be all cutesified at the beginning of the year, and that's okay. Uh, we need some blank space um, to save room for what you're doing in the first two weeks of school. That's right. So, um, Seabree, do you have any advice for um, our people about setting up their classroom? They've heard from us and I want them to hear from you. For me personally, because I teach high school students, my main objective is to create a cozy and comfortable environment. Um, one that uh, that they want to come in. You know, maybe the lighting is different. Um, that's a big thing for me. Um, but what one that is, what, I'm what? Sorry. What do you mean by that? The lighting is different. This year, I didn't use it as much as I have in the past. Um, but typically, I don't turn my overhead lights on. Mm. Okay. So you have lamps. I have, I have lights that, I have pendant lights that hang over the the desks. Well, okay. So it just, it's a different feel. Okay. For my students. You know, it's just not so bright light. Right. Running in your eyes. Um, I, I just want them to be able to come in and have a really comfortable, um, homey kind of feel and space when they're at their at their desk. Yeah. Yeah. Be ready to learn. Be comfortable enough to learn. Be safe enough. So I love that. Because sometimes high school classrooms can be very dry. <laughs> I was thinking institutional. Uh, so that was my word. Um, the my college classrooms sure were. So I had to do some had to change that. So okay. So today is all about organization. It's time for us to really dig into things that will help us be organized. And so let's talk just for a second about like the main reasons of why we would spend time. Like, because it takes time to get organized. Why would we do that? Um I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is 
the mental load of us as teachers while we're teaching is just huge. And I don't need the, I don't need the room getting in my way of, you know, like something out of order or something not flowing right or something like that, or me not being able to find something um, that, that gets in my head. And then I forget that I'm teaching fractions or I need to be paying attention to whatever. So that's one of the main reasons I think we organize. I think so too. And I think it it's it's like um well, it's like rails on a bridge. Hmm. You know, we I don't I'm a country girl. I mean I, I I don't live like a country girl, but I grew up in the country mm-hmm. and we had these bridges at Walcott oh, yeah. where I'm from that didn't have rails on them. And so that that when you're driving across those bridges, it's it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Then if there are bridges that have even just a wooden rail, probably wouldn't save us. But having those up there <laughs> kind of keeps makes you. you feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that structure of having um, boundaries and um, systems and organizational structures in place just frees up their minds. Yeah. Ours too, but it really does for them too, because That's there true. are questions about where to put things, how to get them, um, where, where I should turn things in, you know. If I need a an a pen, a writing utensil, what do mm-hmm. I do? So what's that? What does that look like in your classroom? And that just frees up the kids to think about the learning instead of yeah. all this other. Because um, we need disarray. It. We need all the attention we can get. We do. So, and I think of it in a completely different way um, because I don't think of it in terms of students. Is that bad? I think of no. it. No, um, because if I'm not organized, then it will throw my whole game off. Yeah. So the students don't even factor in for me on organization. It's got, it's me that's got to be organized. But they, they benefit from they benefit it. From it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, see, Bri, I used to work in an educational cooperative, and so I was on the road a lot. So my car would be loaded down with all of the... Paraphernalia, yeah. <laughs> teacher paraphernalia, all in my car. Then I would get back to my office, and before I could sit down in my office and answer emails yeah. or prepare mm-hmm. workshops or anything else, all of that had to be taken care of because my mind couldn't focus on my tasks. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I couldn't work in that disarray. It's like if your purse isn't organized for me, my purse <laughs> isn't cleaned out, or my car. Like that's my starting point, and then I can do other things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll also post our uh, purse organizers that we enjoy using inside of our purse. We'll use the, the pink one with the little handles. Mm. Um, I also think organization is important because we have no seconds to spare. Oh, I mean, exactly. literally what comes out of my mouth so often is I don't have enough time. I Like I ran out of time, et cetera. So I don't need to be wasting time. Searching. Yeah, or just because something is not how it was supposed to be. So organization is a big deal. You have so many things throw you off. Oh yeah. Need the lack of organization to be one of them. Exactly. I think it goes back to our first episode about systems and structures. Like we can spend time setting up these organizational systems in the summer or, you know, we can even do it during the year. Um, that will really help make our teaching better. Okay, so today we're going to eat. We have each chosen five things that help us stay organized. 
So it might be a product, it might be a method or something like that. So in the show notes, we will have links to the rubber broom, all these things, and all the the um, items that we're sharing. Okay. And like, that as well. Yes. And the purse organizer. And like some of the things um, I'm going to go ahead and put a link like to show you a visual, but you can find it at the Dollar Tree. So, and I will make a note of that on the show notes that like, this is what it looks like, but it's really at the Dollar Tree for a dollar. FYI, you can order from the Dollar Tree. I did online. online. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I had no way, everybody. Oh, yeah. Life's getting better every day. Okay. So we really want you to, to challenge you to think about each idea broadly. Um, You know, like Seabreeze, she talks a lot about, you know, I hear an idea and I need to adapt it to me. Mm-hmm. And so we might be throwing out an idea and you may think, uh, I don't think I can really use that, but really push yourself to think broadly is, can I make some changes to it? And that might work for me or, you know, something like that. All right. We're going to go, we're going to go like this. Kim, Seabree, Laura, or myself, I'm talking about myself and the wrong person. And then, then we'll share each share one thing and then we'll go back around the circle. Kim, okay. we, what helps you stay organized? And this may cover home or it might cover school. So you might see some overlap or um, switching. Okay. I've done this with little kids and high school kids. Every student had a folder and everything they needed was in that folder, a binder, usually a three-ring binder. So everything for the lessons, upcoming lessons was in there There were pocket dividers in there. Every student had one. Now, I had to buy those myself, Mm -hmm. but it was worth it to me to not pass out papers all the time. And they didn't lose things. They weren't losing them, and they stayed in my classroom. Yeah. Their skills just, a lot of our students' skills, like even my college students, Sometimes, sorry, college students who are listening, but you know this, um, you know, your executive skills aren't fully developed. and. I had to support that. So like their observation logs were in a purple folder and everybody had one. Now, you know, like I did let them take them home, but the the purple was the key that that was not their folder. It was, you know, to come back. So um, I think folders can be a good support. Do you use folders for your students, Supri, or like? How- well, what I do with... um. I do have my level two and level three classes and I wish I could do it with my level one classes. Um, but I, they have their own binder and, uh, I show them, um, my binder that has all of my transcripts from college, all of the certifications that I've received, um, professional development, uh, letters of recommendation, resumes, you know, all keeping it in one spot. And I just feel like it's pretty important for students, especially seniors that are about to move into the workforce or they're going into college to have a central spot to keep all of those things. Um, And I mean, obviously I've held on to this for 30 years and, and I keep the binders in my room. If so, if they're doing, um, uh, what's it called? Service, service hours. Sorry. If they're doing service hours, then that's a place where they, they'll come into my room and if they've logged something, then they'll put it in their binder. So it's a working binder for them as well. So 
But you keep up with it. I, mean, I, I keep they store it in your classroom. They keep it in my classroom. But if they have something from another classroom that goes into the binder, then they'll they'll come in, stick it in there. But it's a good place to, uh, you know, if they're working on their resume, because oftentimes you forget. And I've noticed this with with Embry, my middle daughter. Um, when she was building her resume, um, she had forgotten all of the things that she had done. And, and they tend to forget the, where their service opportunities are, what they have been involved in. And it's a place for them just to keep a, a running list. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think we as teachers can do so much help in, in modeling and guiding them to organize because that really is a skill that's not fully developed. The research says to like 26, but I do not, I believe it's later for I some see. people. I know. Um, I love that you have your own to show yeah. them. Because that, I'm, I love that you have your own binder that has all of your pieces in there to, yeah. to share so with them. them that, that I made a D in weight training. <laughs> that too. I love that. I let them know that yes, I made a D in weight training. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's okay. Uh, but I, um, review, we review the um, transcripts, my own personal ones, and I you can see the trend of where I was clearly there for a good time, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> got my focus. Yeah. <laughs> I, we all did that. So something that I think if if you choose to do folders or binders, um, you know, and keep them in your room, if you're a middle school, junior high, high school or college teacher, then maybe a bin for each class or period um, that might keep all those straight instead of just having all of the folders everywhere, you know. Yes, my binders were organized by period. Okay. That's all mine. But also, this is another piece that I put in the binder. Uh, Oftentimes, kids don't understand how to how their grade point is calculated and how it's cumulative and what where their standing is in the class and managing their grades on a weekly basis. So a piece to this binder is also a Monday checklist and a weekly to-do list. So this goes into the organization piece uh, where they, you know, and that's what, what do you have to do this week? Do you mm-hmm. have a, do you have football practice? Do you have a biology exam and an algebra exam? And they have to map it out on their Monday checklist and they have to look at their, they have to open up hack, look at their grades. If they have anything under a C, they have to figure out what they need to do, what missing work they have, yada, yada, yada. Um, Sit down, email the teacher. And then on Friday, and then they calculate their grade point for the week. Wow. That's beautiful. It is. And then they do it on Friday and then it's a, it's a reflection. It's a recap. How'd you do? doesn't have to be anything long. It's just them sitting there thinking about, man, I did, I procrastinated this and that. And, um, or I, I did it. I made, and it usually is really hard for them to do at the beginning, 
but it becomes mindless at the end. Mm -hmm. And so they'll figure out what their GPA is on Monday. They look to see if their grades have improved, what their new GPA is. And then they kind of just start building on, okay, so right now I have a four point, but that doesn't mean that I have a four point when the nine weeks is over or the semester. So it helps the struggling student, I think. I think so. I shared some students with you this year and, Mm -hmm. you know, it'd been a long time since I've worked with anybody um, older than third grade. And so it was refreshing to get to work with high school kids and they can, they can manage so much of that if they're taught how to do that. Right. They really can. And it is a struggle to get them to start that process because they're, they feel like they're, they've been given a lot of papers because I do this binder similar to how I do the binder that I'll talk about in a little bit, but they feel like they're getting a lot of papers and they feel like they're, it's a big ask for them. And it's really not, mm-hmm. it's just opening that pack, looking at your grades and making a, a to-do list. It's just something new and they've got to get used right. to it. Right. But it, it is very beneficial. And like I said, Absolutely. it's beneficial when it, when they get the hang of it and they see how they're improving. To do list or life skills. Yes. That's a life skill. All of those things. Yeah. Are right. all of them. They mm-hmm. are. So be thinking about, you know, if you, I mean, I just recommend a folder for every grade, like literally every grade. And um, when I was teaching third and fourth grade, we had several folders and I just, you know, capitalized on the 20 cent sale at Walmart at the beginning of the year and scooped a lot of those up to help me. Um, But be thinking about how you could use the folder and then maybe even subjects or dividers in between it. Um, with construction paper. I mean, yeah. you don't have to buy subject dividers. You just uh, a whole bunch of construction yeah, paper. I use a page protector with sheets in it. Okay. Yeah. If you want to go really cheap, though, just, oh, yeah. Hole in construction paper, yeah. go. Yeah. And, you know, this year I was actually going to do, and I just didn't, I didn't, I did not get it done, but I was going to do student-led conferences with my level two and level three students where they were only going to keep a couple of pieces of work from each class or they were doing it from my class only sorry not free from each class yeah like a portfolio though yeah. I mean I'm just thinking about like if I were teaching math in junior high I could have like um, a review section a notes section a in progress section you know like like how could how could I divide my folder out and I think I could we could tweak it in many different ways mm-hmm. so okay Girls, I'm going to, ch- going to have to challenge us. We have to get faster. We can talk all day long, ladies and gentlemen, but we know that you... <laughs> you about folders. Just about <laughs> folders. Okay, Seabree, uh, tell us one of the things that you use to help keep yourself organized or your students. Uh, I'm going to go with the first one. This is how I keep my passwords to all of the different things that I log into. It's top secret. So if you come into my classroom... Cannot go look for this, but anyway, mm. yes, you can. It's fine. It's a manila folder. That's, that's, oh. that. <laughs> Ooh, that's new. It's that's a manila new. folder and you open it up and it looks to be empty and I may mark it so I can find it quick on the tab, you know, with a marker of such, but I, I don't like label it passwords, um, but it just sticks in the little bin that's on my desk 
and I can just grab it really easily, but I write everything down in there. And that way, if I'm out for some reason and somebody needed to log into my hack, well, I can't remember that 27,000 character password. So it's in there and you can log in for me. But so your passwords for all the websites that you may be using. Yes. If it's my school email address to log into my my desktop computer at school, um, hack, tack, everything. All okay. of the other platforms that I use, um, the software on the computer, it's all in there. And the students would never know because it's just a little manila envelope that's... Right. And until now, the world didn't know. Oh, yeah. So everybody taught... You're in on a top secret. Yes. I little mother. I just lost my mother in January. And I was, I've been going through all of her things. And I found her little... She had like a, a spiral-bound index card. You know, those little index cards that are spiral-bound? And she had all her little passwords mm-hmm. and account numbers and... All her information in there. It is a little bit overwhelming, all the the passwords we have to have for all the systems we use. You know, I just realized, I don't think we ever said what you teach, Cipri. Oh, I teach survey of business. Um, Primarily, those are sophomores and um, supply chain management and transportation and logistics. So that's how she could use prom into it because that's a huge supply chain yes. um, thing. All right. The first thing I want to share is something that I found this year and it has made me happy. So I want you to imagine a flat bag, like it compresses down to be flat. It's mesh and it has a zipper. It, um, these are the size larger than a sheet of paper. So I'll have, I'll have links so you can visualize them. But what happened is I have three of each color. So like I have three reds, three yellows, three blues, and I can put all my papers. So like, let's say for, um, I taught introduction to teaching. So for intro, they were orange. And so bag one would be um, papers that needed to be returned. Uh, Bag two were things that needed to be graded. And bag three were the materials that I might use this week or, you know, like I needed to keep on my hands. Um, But what happens to me, guys, is I'm carrying around lots of papers and then it falls off like it slides off in my car or it falls off as on my rolling card or something like that. And this way, if my papers spill, it's just the packages and I can put those back in order really quickly. Cipri, you will love these bags. I like that a lot. Um, but I just, I, th- I, I think any teacher could use them though. They're just great. All right, Kim, what else do you have for us? So, in my lessons, you know, we'll have a focus like a spelling rule or, or a phonics rule or some type of skill that I need to focus on. And I don't want to write that and erase the board and write it and erase the board for the next class because they may be on a different one. So mm-hmm. those are pre-written on paper or cardstock or whatever. They're in page protectors and I put a magnet on the back and I pop that up on the board my whiteboard and it's up there and that I can take it down 
for the next class who might have a different skill that's our focus. Okay. So it's our focus skill and I, it's portable. I've linked those magnets. The best, I've tried several. There's a magnet tape you can get, but it doesn't stick very well. The best magnets are like index card size and they have that at Amazon. And they're, they're not, you know, sometimes if you get the roll magnet, it's mm-hmm. bendy and it's not, doesn't lie flat. That is great. And then boom, you just pop it up and yeah. you get down and yeah. that keeps your flow. Okay, everyone. Seabree is going to share. Oh, this is going to take a hot minute, too. Okay, this is going to take a hot minute. But what I think we'll do, Seabree, is I I think I still have the pictures, or if I don't, I'll have. We will kind of give a I visual. Just, for I just rewrite some of that stuff. You can't show those pictures. You know. I'm not oh, that's that. right. That's right. Okay, so maybe we'll um, Seabree and I can write out. Yeah. How she, this is a binder for her that she's going to talk about. And I'm going to try. Y'all know I'm long winded. I'm going to try and rain wrangle this in. Okay, this is a binder for me, and this has been a work in progress. It's a one inch binder, um, and I have modified it and changed it around. And right now, I think that I'm going to keep it this way um, for the next school year. So it is a binder that is basically like my grade book. So it um, it's by class periods. And I just created a table on Word or Google Docs. Um, and then I will write my, my class, my roster, my class roster on each sheet. And I will do this. I have columns um, on the table so I can write the assignments at the top. Um, And I want to say I may have seven or eight columns for that week. So I will print it off and then I'll make copies. I'll make 10 copies. So I basically have an extra to spare and if I need to rewrite something. Um, But then I'll also have the first nine weeks, the second nine weeks, the third nine weeks. So it's easy to plan. So they can kind of visualize like a grade book, but it's just by week. It's by week. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. so the first, when I do this for this school year, it'll be July, the week of July 26th through July 28th. Then the next piece of paper, it will be headed, whatever that is, whatever week that is. Um, and then it will run that way for nine weeks until the end of the first nine weeks. That makes sense. So each week has a page. Each week, right? well, you just mm-hmm. condense that down. Yes. <laughs> and then she, yes. she takes it to uh-huh. another level. So tell us about how you up your ante. Each week has a page. Each week also has everybody's name listed. But now I have incorporated that as my lesson plans too. So there's enough space at the bottom or on the back that is my lesson plan and it helps me to pace so I can factor in if there is a holiday or uh, if it's homecoming week, if it is for having ACT Aspire testing. And so it just, it helps me to see the things that I need to accomplish and where to push them in according to things that are going on at school. If we're out for a week for snow, you know, that week ends up being blank in my binder. And I will note snow days, AMI, one, two, three, four, five. And then everything is pushed back to the next week. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Am I given an okay visual on this? I think so. And like, I've been a part of this development of Steve Reese Binder for a while. So one thing she does is that it's also like her progress monitoring. She can see who, who did not master that skill. And then um, that, that goes in with, okay, she needs to do some remediation or some grouping or something like that. And then that will help her know next year because she'll revisit it. Mm-hmm. Maybe to strengthen her instruction on that topic or, or something like that. So, so right. their grades are actually written in. Like you record their grades there, and you record their grades there. So, and, and a lot of people, if they see me doing this, they're like, "Oh no, that's too much work. I'm just going to enter it straight into into the grade book." I like to have a hard copy of things, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm that kind of person. So, um, but yeah, I write it in there. It's got the due date. Um, when I enter it into hack, I highlight it yellow. Um, there was a time where if it were late, I would highlight it pink. I did like a, a Cubs kind of key so that I would know what it meant for mm-hmm. whatever reason. She's using color coding to really support her. So I can circle stuff. I can box it. Mm-hmm. I zoom in on it. Do my little hand motions. Yeah. Um, I, I think what we can kind of explain to people is it's just like a workable document that you're kind of putting all in one, like your grade book, your tracking of students, and then noting things like gaps in instruction and gaps in the school year, et cetera, kind of wrapping it up all in one. Lesson plans this past year was a game changer. Mm-hmm. I loved that, that, that piece to it because I don't like a traditional lesson plan. Yeah. And I think, you know, some schools mandate a format. It's something that I look at every day. So, and then also um, I put my grade distributions in there and I can, I know what their weekly grade is in the class. So I know what parents to contact. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually have a good, you know, handle on their, their, if they're absent or not because of this. And then at the end of the the nine weeks, I put the grade distribution at the back and I remove it all from the binder, use the binder clip and put it over on the side and then start over. With the new nine weeks. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I know that it's kind of hard to visualize this listeners, but, you know, really be thinking about what is some system that you can put in place that will keep things in front of you and make sure that you're using it as a working document. So lesson plans where you can make modifications um, and things like that. So, And I will do a, a video so you okay. can post that. So you can that, that will be excellent. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, the second thing for me is I had um, the, oh goodness, sorry for the sound error, um, a caddy, like a, a plastic caddy. And there are links on the show notes. But um, the plastic caddy, kind of like people used for the dorm showers, you know, like three little sections, uh, those were in the middle of my tables at the college level. And any workshop I do, uh, I'm, no matter where I'm teaching, I'm taking my caddies. So in those caddies, I made sure that whatever they needed for that day was in there. So I loaded those caddies up at the beginning of the day. And then some things just were continual. So like half sheets of paper, 
um, maybe we were using calculators that day, or maybe um, I needed to model like the little um, tiles that we use to segment phone names or um, oh, post-it notes, highlighters, oh, go, you know, just whatever I might need for that day. Um, I would put in those bins. So then when it was time for us to get to that point in the lesson, I didn't have to pass them out. Uh, you know, I would just be like, all right, these are in, these talking chips are in your bin. Grab them now. And boom, it happened. And I just cannot tell you what a game changer those are, those are for me. So um, one thing about them, though, Haley, uh, you'll appreciate this, Haley Lewis, uh, is you've got to teach procedures of how they put those things back in the bins. Right. right. Yeah. Management uh, kind of goes into that. Make sure that all your calculators go back in the bins. Mm-hmm. But that's an easy way to check. You know, there should be four in every bin as you look around. You know, I was thinking if your um, classroom is in a row, you know, maybe your bin would be at the back the back desk or the front desk. And as they walked in, they could just grab, you know, everybody, you need one of all the things that are in your, your caddy. So, and I also had a caddy for me um, at the front of the room and mine rotated around and was a little more special. Uh, the containers actually came out or like the sections came out. So I could, when it got dirty, I could dump it really easily or go load the paper clips up, et cetera. But I just had like, I had a caddy um, up where I stood a bunch of paper clips, staples, uh, wide out, um, glue sticks, like I'm looking at it right now. Uh, and it was just so helpful to me. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> and usually if Jessica's gave me some Sour Patch straws, those were included in the caddy also. <laughs> but anyway, that, that was just huge for me, for organization, for the flow of our day and whatever we needed. Um, and then for myself to always have the supplies I would need, you know, a chart marker or whatever, I would have it right where I needed it. I had something similar to that, Laura. I had these little, it wasn't a caddy like yours is really cool. And I'm going to get that one because I like that much. Better. This is Dollar Tree. I love it. Yeah. I'm getting that. I'm going today. <laughs> I might order it online. <laughs> no, I had something similar to that because there are, there are materials that kids need every day. Mm-hmm. Every day they have a whiteboard, they have a dry erase marker, they have to have pencils, they have to, it's every day you have to have right. the same things. And so those things were in, um, not a caddy that nice, but a little bin. Right. Oh, just table. like a little cheap bin would be great. And yeah. then they're not standing up and going and getting it. And, you, you know, no. That. And, and you that's, lose them. You lose them. And then it's a management issue. You get your behavior issues out of that too. So, so my other thing was a class note, a notebook kind of like Seabreeze, but not as good. But I had, um, mine was by the week also. And if this is my notebook, I had each period listed or when I was doing younger kids, each group listed. Sorry, Kim. Did you say this was for you? This folder? It was for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. This notebook. Sorry. It was weekly. It was a little bit like lesson plans a bit because I had, what I would be working on in there, but it was really helpful in that at the end of each period, I could uh, make a note about where we got to because we don't, we didn't, I didn't really get finished sometimes. I might have to spend a little bit longer and then I could make a note tomorrow, um, reteach phonemic awareness and spelling. So I had, it was notes for me too, but it, it was completely my, my, my binder 
Also, I have to keep up with my hours uh, for working with students currently because I'm trying to get a different certification. And so um, that was real helpful because at the end of the week, then I could total the number of hours that mm-hmm. I had teaching. And you knew where you ended at each section. That's right. Because we know teachers of different periods that it hmm. never, we never end at the same point in each lesson. No. So. And you, I can't remember things. It might be my age, but <laughs> I just can't. If I don't write it down, I it's gone. Mm-hmm. I agree. Binders are beautiful. Okay. Like, just, like, let's put that out there. They're beautiful. Yeah. Hooray for the binder. Right. Okay. And so are foldables. So speaking of foldables, Seabury, tell us about how you use this. Oh, because I'm, it's my to-do list. I use a foldable for my personal to-do list and for my to-do list at school. And each side is a hamburger or hot dog fold, whichever one. And um, one side would have my grocery list and, you know, errands that I may have to go to Memphis for, a side for West Memphis errands, a side for things to do at home. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It helps my brain to section things out like that. And then I will even take that the next on a daily basis. Okay, but, I do my grocery list like that. What what do I need to do today and where am I what's my first step? I mean, I almost have to get up and write down brush my teeth. <laughs> so that I can then mark it off. Like I want to know everything that I did. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do things that aren't on my to-do list. I go in and add them so I yeah. can check them off. Oh, yeah. Because that that looks and feels so much better. Oh, you feel like a warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, like this. Since we're like, this is it. Okay. Memphis. Mm. A lot to do at home. Okay. And then this is in West Memphis. That- yeah. So you have to snap some pictures for us of that so we can okay. show what we're seeing. But I do the same thing at school. Because I have to get it out of my head. Oh, I. So going off of that, this I didn't write this down, but man, it's I probably trade out one of mine. So I had a a planner. I mentioned it in another podcast. Just one of those cheap planners, but I sectioned it off for when I arrive at school, like. Like there was a section for what I had to do, you know, right when you get there and then things I needed to accomplish in the a.m. before lunch and then after lunch. And then I had each course I taught in another section. So it it would just remind like like tell methods that we're having a field trip on this day. Um, Make sure to gather homework from this class or whatever. Um, And then it would just kind of like cleared my mind. Because, you know, like if, if you have something to do that you need to do right when you get to school, copy this page or mm-hmm. get get this video clip up and you're kind of worried that you're going to forget it, then it affects your sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that affects your sleep. That I learned this a long time ago because I get to thinking about things and I can't shut it off. To put a notepad beside the bed, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm thinking about something and I just write it down and then go back to sleep. I can I can. Let it go. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I usually, I, t- I will type things like that in my notes um, on my phone. That's um, what I do. But, and I like the AM, I like sectioning your day mm-hmm. out according to morning and afternoon. That's a really good idea. Um, I cannot use calendars that have time slots. 
Well, this one is a simplified planner, the student simplified planner from Emily Lay, who I mentioned um, along yeah. or on another episode, and it has sections, but they're not labeled. And so I could put my own sections on there, my own. Uh, you labels. told me about this. Yeah. I, it was, I, we, you and I would have to sit down because I got a little overwhelmed. With- so, and it was not expensive. I, th- I got it from Walmart, like twelve ish dollars. And boy, was it a good investment. Did so, you get? Is that in the? Do we have that link? I'll put it in okay. there. So, or at least a picture if I can't find the link. I, um, I I did a whole month when I had a calendar that was you know eight to nine, nine to ten, where I would block out eight to three thirty because yeah. that was at school time. And I thought, I can't do this in my life. It's just, it's just too much. So I try to do bigger sections and then sections of my day that stress me out. And the beginning of the day stressed me out. Right. So. Okay. Um, all right, Kim, you ready? Yes. Uh, boxes for each class. Well, mm-hmm. that came around to me fast. Um, so I, and I, these are linked in the notes. <clears throat> I have a box. It's like a photo box. I think it's a four by six photo box, but I have one for each class and okay. everything I need is in that box. Mm-hmm. The cards I need, um, it's, and it's organized by, um, letter cards or, um, affixes or, um, sight words, whatever, whatever it is, the skills are that I'm teaching. Those are organized in those photo, photo boxes. And that keeps each period has a box and I know right where I've gotten to. Okay. Yeah. I did something similar, but I used like the magazine holders. Yes. Like the old timey yeah. ones. I would turn it on its side. So like, cause sometimes I would have legal paper stuff or, you know, pipe cleaners or something and that wouldn't fit on the shelf. Oh yeah. And so I, that's like every course I taught had one. And so I would do it there. Yeah. So, and that was great um, for me. And I even did that like on in third and when I taught third and fourth grade, I had those for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes. So, um, but anyway, just a way to keep my brain straight, um, especially like people who are teaching eight periods of, you know, history-ish stuff. <laughs> history-ish. <laughs> uh, you could, you know, you could get everything together, but then have it to where you, second period their bells ringing for a second period you go and grab your bin and go on so and you had your students trained to grab their they came into the classroom and grabbed their bin uh yes my third and fourth graders we were like a well-oiled machine on those bins so okay Seabree this she we talked before this episode guys and um Seabree has a really out-of-the-box thing for you, and I love it. So what's one thing you do to help um, yourself stay organized? Well, I think that you can definitely over-organize yourself. (laughs) Uh, And I have been guilty of that many, many times. Um, So in in thinking of over-organizing, this is also about um, over-committing because you can over-organize yourself and have so many things in place and so many things that you have to do that it just becomes a little overwhelming. So um, one thing that I've done, and this is the out of the box part, is that I do not have classroom rules because that is one thing that I do not have to worry about implementing. 
<laughs> no, I don't. I, they come into my classroom and there are no rules. The rule, if there is a rule, which this is not a rule because they, sh- you should do this anyway, you know how to act. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I don't have to give you a bunch of do's and don'ts. And then that eliminates me having to enforce a bunch of do's and don'ts. So um, we just don't have rules. We do not have assigned seats. Um, They typically stay in the, you know, I I, please, if you find a seat you like, stay there Um, because I will count your head as roll. Um, And I've, I've done that before. So they, but usually find a home seat in, in my room and I just don't go, we don't do rules. And so that's my out of the box organization. You have procedures. And expectations. And expectations, but you don't have these rules because rules are something that kids are just going to break. They yes. just are. I just, listeners, I want you to know that Cipri is running a kind tight ship. So um, it's not capable. Okay. They, they know what my, my irks are. You know, they know, or they know what my procedures are and they follow them. Right. And they know but that you do a good job of laying the groundwork in that and, and teaching them how, you know, how is this room going to run? So, yes, but I just, that, that's too much stress. So I just <laughs> eliminated it. <laughs> well, I, like I'm talking to a lot of my students who just graduated in there, they've got these new jobs and they're excited about them and they've got, they're thinking about giving their students classroom jobs and they're like going to have 20 different jobs. And I'm like, Oh no girls, like you cannot do that to yourself or, um, all this massive, um, incentive system. And I'm like, no, like watch what you're committing yourself to. Right. And that is, I mean, that is an organizational piece. You're wanting to do things that are, um, that, that fits together and that seem very uh, purposeful, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're just over committing yourself yeah. and you need to do things that, that are purposeful. Yes. And be realistic about what you can maintain. Yeah. Can you maintain that? And do you even want to? <laughs> and be reflective, be reflective over what you do and how you can make it better and stream on it to make your life easier. I think that is what organization is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Supposed to make your life easier. Yeah. It's not supposed to weight you down. No. With, keep it up. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Well, that leads me into one thing that really helped lighten my load is at the college level, I had an absent wall. And, um, I had like picture a bulletin board that is so tiny, like, um, maybe two inches tall and six inches wide. And I had those stuck on a door. So like, and every class had their own little bulletin board sticker Mm -hmm. and those are in the show notes and like intro was orange and it it matched the color of my bags. but anyway, so if, you know, if Sebri is out on Tuesday, I, I know that she is out. I go grab the handouts or have one of the other students do it. And they write SB, her initials on them, and they go put it on the wall. And then Sebri knows when she comes back to school, she's not coming to me to ask for her handouts because goodness knows I wouldn't be able to find them. And um, she can go get them 
and they're there. That was brilliant, Laura. I I love that. I loved it. That's so a great idea. I took a picture of it and I will put it in here and put the links to the um, stickers that are bulletin boards. That's but, a great idea because you're teaching future teachers and they will take something like that and make it their own. Yeah. But I think like no matter what class, like if I were teaching third grade or 12th grade, I need to take keeping up with makeup work off my plate. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, third graders and second grade, they can, we can teach them how to use that wall. So hundred percent. That was a great thing. That was a great idea. Okay. Your last thing, Kim. My rolling bins. Okay. I love a good rolling bin. I'm jealous maybe of your because, rolling bin. Maybe because I travel <laughs> and I need to be able to roll it out. Mm-hmm. So, it, and I like the ones that have um, larger bins on one side and then smaller ones because I'm always thinking about what's coming next and I can be prepared and have upcoming uh, materials already prepared and in there and ready to go instead of constantly feeling behind, behind the eight ball. Yeah. Which is easy for me to do because I'm a little bit scattered <laughs> and a whole lot of ADHD. So yeah, I think I love the rolling bins okay. and they're colorful. They're cute and they're linked. Mm-hmm in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I, I think I could benefit from that. Okay, Sebri, what's your next, your last thing? I'm just getting so tickled because, I mean, we all just really love organization. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you're a listener and you do not enjoy organization, I'm very sorry, but it really will help your life and your students and your teaching. You should try just one little thing. That's right. So it, so Kim, you love your rolly bins. Part of my organization is just having a really good pen. (laughs) My pen, my highlighter, and I mean, I even carry it around in my purse. It's the the big white out in case I get my calendar out, I can, you know, white it out. Because if I scratch something out, it will ride in my brain until I white it out. Did you, do you write in your planner in ink? Yes. Oh, so is it color coded? The longest time, you know, Laura and I used color pens mm-hmm. and had everything color coded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've gone away from it. I've gone to a pencil. See, we're, we just, organization evolves. You have to be reflective. The yeah. color pens were not doable. Um, I usually underline box and bubble things. Okay. I've got but a good pen, a highlighter that is fresh, and uh, your whatever this is. Just the whiteout. The whiteout. Yeah, but yeah. a little tape thing that you use. Okay, my, and we're going to put each of our favorite pens on the show notes. Oh, y'all, I have the best ones. They're craft temper paint sticks. If you love a good anchor chart that's cute and colorful, you have got to order. Um, cra- but it's called the best craft temper paint sticks. Hold on, I'm writing this down. They're in the they're in the, the below, and just check your notes. It's oh. down in there. Oh, and, and they're just I love them. I love them, and also. With my kid, I thought I didn't know that high school kids love stuff like this. Oh, yes, they do. do. Absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. So, for spelling, sometimes when we would work on spelling, I'd give them those paint sticks for them to practice like our decoding part of the lesson. Mm -hmm. And they thought that was the greatest treat ever. So, yeah, that's great. great. Yeah. 
Okay, my last thing is a backpack. And I know that sounds crazy, but when I walk in a building, I'm usually at, like the bag lady and I have my water cup and I have my lunch bag and I have all these things in my hands. And so a backpack was a game changer for me. Uh, I, you know, I, I could wear it on my back and then my hands were free. And then, you know, I, it didn't matter if I was in my classroom, in the office that I worked in, going home, then I could just have my bags those file bags that I mentioned earlier in, in my um, backpack along with my planner that was totally devoted to work. And you guys, it was amazing. And it was cute. Lucy Smith, uh, one of my wonderful students, she had the cutest little backpack and I just copied off of her. So it was stylish and it was super helpful. And you you might not even have to carry a purse. You could put purse things in your backpack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Okay, guys, hopefully you got one idea, or hopefully lots, really, of um, ways that you can uh, organize yourself. So we are going to wrap up this episode very quickly by looking at this, I used to think, but now maybe something different. So uh, when I started teaching, many people were like, you can't smile till December or something like that. So what do we have to say about that, ladies? Would you want to go to a workshop where the <laughs> presenter didn't smile until lunch? I can't imagine if my boss yeah. did not know. I just, I just don't think that that's true. I don't either. So I'm going to make a big, bold claim, everybody. You can be nice and kind every minute and still manage your classroom like a rock star. So please know, everybody, you can smile all day. And um, my students, we we found this term called a warm demander, that um, we demand high expectations and we are running tight ships, but we are warm about it. So, and that goes right back to my, I don't have rules because I can yeah. smile. Because you can smile. So, and you can still have rules, everybody, and smile and things like that. But that's just the way Seabree does it. You know, we all have our different ways, and that's what's beautiful. So, all right, everybody, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We did go a little long, but hey, sometimes it's going to happen. So, we are going to, um, wrap up by just saying uh, we want you to share your tips for organization. So on the podcast post that's on Facebook and Instagram, why don't you uh, share a link or share something that you use to organize? And I just think, man, wouldn't it be beautiful if I think we've got some, we've got a bunch of followers. If everybody just shared one idea, that'd be awesome. My gosh, that would be wonderful. And that you could kind of choose through and see what would work for you and have some great ideas. So please uh, think about what helps you organize and post it on that social media. So Instagram and Facebook. And LinkedIn too, by the way. That's right. So um, our next episode, we're super excited about. It's about behavior. Um, and we all know that we could spend every episode of the podcast about it. So get excited. Uh, please, please share this podcast with others. And thank you for listening. Thanks, Seabree. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye. See you guys Wednesday.